Welcome to the Crazy Chicken People podcast. If you're crazy for chickens, you're in the right place. Hey everybody, welcome back and thank you for joining me for another episode of Crazy Chicken People. I'm really excited to get into this first show where um, I'm going to try to share some of my chicken tips, chicken knowledge that I've been able to put together over my short time of raising chickens. I appreciate you guys hanging with me while I told you a little bit about myself, but now it's really time to make it about the chickens and how I actually decided on my first topic that I would try to share with you is last weekend I was down around the barn in the chicken yard and spending some time walking around the coops during different hours of the day, making sure that everything that we had put up for shade was still in the right spot and that, you know, some part of the run or as much of the run as possible was going to be shaded during the day and especially during the peak hours of the heat that we're going to be having. I'm here in Northern California. We've got triple digits coming for 4th of July weekend. So the first real hot summer weekend of the season for us. And because of that, you know, I know it's important to be out there and and make sure that my flock and all my animals really, you know, are going to be safe during these, these hot days. Uh, Summer's brutal on them and the chickens really need a lot of extra attention during this type of weather. Something I didn't know about chickens until recently was those little guys run hot. Uh, They've got an internal body temperature right around between 105 and 107 degrees. So, I mean, with that and the fact they have no sweat glands and they've got all those beautiful feathers on them um, that makes it nearly impossible for them to expel heat through their skin. It's really tough for them to stay cool. Uh, They are able to shed heat through their combs and through their wattles and through their feet that I learned, which was interesting, but they cannot sweat. Uh, They do pant. And I'm sure you've seen that, you know, in the warmer days, you'll see your little girls or your roosters kind of mouth open, heavy, fast breathing. Um, And that's another way that they try to keep themselves cool. But, you know, as the temperature gets up there and you're hitting like 95 or, you know, upwards of that and then into the triple digits, they really have a tough time um, regulating their own body temperatures. So they need our help. You know, they're depending on us for that. And I feel like that's the agreement that we made with them when we brought them home, right, is that we're going to take care of them and during these the next few months, that means helping them stay as cool and as comfortable and as safe as possible. Now, I know for a lot of you that have been raising chickens for years, this certainly is not your first rodeo dealing with the summertime heat. So I'm sure you've found uh, the different ways and strategies around your place that works for taking care of your chickens. And that's great. You know, I hope that this summer goes really well for you and that your chickens stay cool and healthy. But, you know, maybe you'll hear something today that that you weren't doing before that you'd like to try. Uh, But more importantly, and, you know, especially with just the huge rush of baby chicks that were sold over this last year, uh, I think we have a lot of new chicken owners in the community now. A lot of people that are going to be going through their first summer with chickens. Um, So hopefully you can share some of those things with the new folks, you know, maybe through Facebook or it's friend of yours. You know, really try to put that information out there for people. Um, The heat can be deadly. I mean, unfortunately, that's something that I had to learn the hard way. But for all you out there that this is your first summer with chickens, you know, I hope you find some of this information that I'm going to share with you valuable and 
find that it is things that you can do. You know, these are fairly practical and easy solutions. It just, they really just take a little bit of extra effort. And keep in mind too, please, that, you know, I'm just a chicken person. Um, I'm no avian vet, but I have learned a lot of lessons just through owning chickens. I talk to as many people as I can about these things. Um, and I and I do some research so that at least I can feel confident that, you know, what I'm suggesting is is backed up, you know, at least to some extent. And that's not to say that everything I offer you is, you know, right for you or right for your chickens. We all live in a different climate and we have different chickens and a different setup for them. So maybe what works for me isn't right for you, but if this at least gets you thinking about it and doing some of your own research, then I I think that's a positive thing. So I thought I would break this down into three segments and that would be first, what is heat stress and what is heat stroke in chickens and how can you identify it? What can you do to minimize the risk that your chickens are at during the summertime? And then what can you do to treat a chicken that is experiencing any of these symptoms? So heat stress in chickens occurs as soon as the outside temperature starts becoming so warm that the chickens are no longer able to uh, at least very well regulate their own body temperature. Now, they do have some tools that that they're able to use to try to relieve themselves a little bit. Uh, I mentioned the panting. You'll see a lot of open mouth, fast, shallow breathing. You might see them holding their wings off of their body a little bit. And that goes back to, you know, all those feathers covering up their skin. They're trying to get some air movement through there, just trying to relieve some of that body heat and let it shed from themselves. I think you'll also see probably a little bit reduced eating. Uh, Very likely you'll see reduced egg production. And that's just because that chicken's body is working so hard to try to stay cool that, you know, I'm assuming that egg production becomes less of a priority for them. Uh, you'll also notice that they become a little bit more lethargic. They're going to be laying down a lot more often in the coolest spot that they can find and just kind of generally acting like we would, if we were stuck outside all day in hundred degree plus weather, we're not going to be moving around much, probably some mouth breathing, drinking a lot more water and eating a little bit less and just not generally doing a whole lot. So if you're able to identify the, the heat stress happening early on, Um, that's good. That means you're able to get in there. And if you hadn't already start implementing some of the things we're going to talk about that will help the chickens cool themselves, which is really just what needs to happen. You've got to find a way to help those chickens cool down a little bit because once they do hit heat stroke, it's very serious and it's potentially deadly. So it's really important that you do know the symptoms of heat stroke and what to look out for. You're looking for birds that are extremely lethargic. Uh, they're probably moving very little. You may see them staggering around, looking a little bit dizzy or, or off balance, possibly even seizures. And they're going to be very warm to the touch. You know, they're probably going to be very easy to to come up and grab uh, if they're not for you, usually. Um, <laughs> I know some of mine are not. But yeah, they're, they're going to be very warm when you touch them. And you're going to know right away, like, I've got to get this bird cooled down. And, you know, it's important to know that there are certain things uh, that can make some chickens more or less prone to heat stroke and, and even the heat stress. I mean, they're all going to experience some form of heat stress unless you've got, you know, uh, an actual air conditioner in your coop or something like that, which is awesome. I'd love to get to that point sometime. But, yeah, you know, if they're outside, their bodies are going to be taking on some extra stress. 
Now, some of the things with certain birds that that might make them a little bit more prone to that is they might be a larger bird um, with maybe more feathers, right? More more feathers insulating that heat and keeping it in them. Um, genetics, weight, their overall health, their age, all of these things can factor in, you know, just like people. Each one of the, our chickens is unique. Um, they're all going to be stronger in certain areas and, you know, more prone to problems than others. So, um, understand that your chickens are individuals and, you know, hopefully you've already got a good feel for how they normally act so that when you do see something kind of off with them, you're going to be able to easily pick up on that and, and know that it's time to start taking some action. Now, fortunately for us, some of the most important things that we can do for them to help keep them cool are also some of the easiest. I think, you know, shade and water could be one and, and one A, but you want to make sure that they've got shade. And I think throughout the course of the day, they've got to have a place outside where they can have some shade. And, you know, they're, of course, going to go in from time to time as well. And having your coop well ventilated is extremely important. And we'll talk about that. But but shade outside, especially if you can have a space that is shaded the entire day, I found the ground is going to stay much cooler. Just that whole area, you know, is is going to be generally a little bit cooler than, you know, if it's only got partial shade or shade for a couple of hours. Um, so I do try very hard to make sure that at least some part of their run is completely shaded throughout the day. And and that's actually where I'll keep the water during the summer as well. I try to keep that water container, you know, completely shaded throughout the course of the day. It really does make a big difference. I mean, when it's 110 plus out, that water is going to get warm no matter what. But the difference between water that's been in the shade all day and water that's been in direct sunlight is huge. Um, and especially again, for us that maybe can't be around the house all day to give them fresh water every few hours. You have to do everything you can to make sure that, you know, you, you give them fresh cold water in the morning and then again, as soon as you can. But for those hours that you're away, uh, we want to try to keep that water as cool as we can for them. Uh, another thing I did not know until recently, and, and it makes sense, you know, just like us, uh, chickens don't really want to drink warm water. And somebody has told me that when that when the water gets to a temperature that is higher than their internal temperature, that they actually just won't drink it. I don't know if that's true, but I probably wouldn't want to drink water that was 98 degrees. I don't think that would be very refreshing on a hot summer day. So you want to try to keep the water as cool as you can and change it as often as you can. Um, something that I'm going to try this year is in the morning before I leave for work, when I do fill them up with fresh, cool water, um, I'm going to drop some frozen bottled water in there too. And, you know, during the summer, those bottles may only, you know, they might melt in a couple of hours, but that could be a couple hours longer that that water stays cool enough for them to drink and to want to drink until I get home. And that might be just enough. I know a lot of people recommend putting electrolytes in the water, which I agree with. I think that is good myself personally. And I have nothing to base this on other than just my own instincts, uh, on a hot summer day, a Gatorade is great. A cold Gatorade or, or you know, some sports drink like that is, is really good. But I wouldn't want to have my only option to be Gatorade all day. I'm going to want some water. So I don't put the electrolytes in their primary water container, um, but I'll either maybe mix up a smaller batch and put it out there in the morning or definitely when I get home. You know, I'll typically mix a couple of gallons of it and put it in the refrigerator in the barn the night before. That way, when I get home the next day, um, I've got a couple gallons of cold water that's got the electrolytes in there and I'll just put it in a separate water container and take it out there for them so that they've got that option through the afternoon and into the evening so that they can replenish some of what they've lost. 
Um, I don't know if that's the right move or not. Maybe putting it in their primary water container is better, but I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with. And then getting into their coops. And that was, again, another another mistake that I made early on. Um, I did not provide probably enough ventilation in that coop. I, I had some. I, I understood that, you know, air moving through there was important. But, you know, since that first year, um, I've definitely added some ventilation holes into it. Um, this year, I'm going to put one of those solar-powered little exhaust fans in there. Uh, and you know, you can pick them up on Amazon for like 50, 60 bucks. It's a little kit. I'm by far, uh, not good with electrical, but, uh, they seem pretty simple and I think would make a huge difference. I'm hoping so. At least uh, I'm excited to, to put one of those in and see how it works, but you really got to make sure that that coop is well ventilated. I'm thinking I might even just open it up a little bit during the day, you know, open up the hatches where I go in to get the eggs, um, possibly propping those open and putting some hardware cloth across them. And it, it's going to make it harder to collect eggs. But if that's what I have to do for a couple of months during the, the peak of summer, if that's better for the birds and, you know, just one of those things you got to do. Watering down the coop, watering down the dirt or the sand, whatever it is that they're living on in your chicken run, watering that down with some cool water when it's really hot out can also make a huge difference. It's going to cool the ground. It's going to allow some of that heat to dissipate and just make it generally cooler in, in that entire area. I think you'll see that, you know, once the water stops spraying and they settle down a little bit, um, they're going to get in that, that cool, well, hopefully not mud, but in that cool moisture and, you know, start dust bathing with it a little bit. And I've seen that really they seem to enjoy it. That's when they don't like when I'm spraying the water in there. That's for sure. But they do seem to enjoy the the cooler ground. And, you know, if if it's an option for you, setting up a mister system that maybe consistently keeps that whole area cool with a little bit of moisture. I don't know that that would be a good idea in a climate that has high humidity anyways. Um, we don't have that here. So I think the mister is a really good option if you can do it. They make a... And it is pricey. There's a battery powered fan, like Mr. Setup. I think it's got a little tub of water and a little pump in it. It's, you know, you can move it around. It's remote. A very cool thing. I know, actually, I was talking to a prominent breeder in my area just recently, and she absolutely swears by Misters. Um, she says they are a literal lifesaver, and she's got a lot of birds and she said every one of their runs is set up with a mister and that you know she'll never have her chickens without it so that's something i need to look into i'm a little bit weary of water use out here because we're on a well and i don't want pressurized water just live all day without someone around to monitor it um but another story and then one that you can really kind of have some fun with and the chickens are definitely going to appreciate is the cold treats you know, there's two things that I've never seen a chicken turn down. That is scrambled eggs and watermelon. Uh, I don't know that I'll be serving extra scrambled eggs in the summertime. <laughs> that doesn't sound that appetizing. They'll, they'll still get their their weekly allotment of scrambled eggs. But, I mean, they go nuts for watermelon anytime I give it to them. And in the summer, it's got to be, you know, that little bit of extra pleasure for them. I like to cut them up into, you know, a three, four inch thick slice and freeze them. And then give them some of those, you know, throughout the day as I can throughout the day on the weekends when I'm here and during the week, you know, again, as soon as I get home, I'm taking care of many of these things as I can and, and just running around and checking on everybody and trying to get them cooled back down. But 
They love the frozen treats. Frozen watermelon is an awesome one. They're going to get hydrated anyways when they're eating that. You know, whatever fruits or veggies that your chickens normally like, if it's something that seems like it would do well frozen whole or, you know, I've seen, I haven't done this one yet, but I'm sure I will this year. I've seen where people will kind of chop up some fruits or veggies and put them in an ice cube tray with some water and then put those out. And that's nice because, I mean, the chickens are getting hydrated. They're getting a little bit of a treat, um, definitely helping to cool them off a little bit. So they're just, they're really going to enjoy that. Now, something that I just thought of as I was putting this together, and I'm not exactly sure how to make it work yet. So I don't know that this is a tip or suggestion. This is just kind of a brain dump. Um, Because I'm gone all day, I'm thinking about like, okay, how can I make sure that there's some ice, some source of cold out there for them the entire day? I'm thinking about taking an ice chest and, you know, they usually have that little drain plug on one side at the bottom. If I place that ice chest elevated in the coop somewhere, pitched a little bit towards that drain and, you know, get some blocks of ice in there. And, and then I was thinking like a pan down on the ground, which kind of ties into another thing that you can do for them is, you know, some cool water where they can walk around and splash and and cool their feet off. Uh, You know, I mentioned they do expel heat through their feet. So I think having some water to walk around in is helpful. And, you know, with this ice chest idea, I think if I can, I can set it up so the ice is in there and it's dripping out of that drain hole throughout the day as it melts, you know, hitting a pan, something that I have to figure out how to get the water to drain out of the pan and not create a mud puddle. But I don't think that'd be too hard. Something, you know, maybe just a half inch, half inch of water, maybe. I think with the cold water continuously melting and dripping into that and then it draining away, you could have this pan of cool water for them throughout the day. Uh, it's going to get dirty. Just thought about that. It's going to get really dirty. So maybe it's not so great for them to drink. Although I suppose that they could, if you put the ice chest at the right elevation, uh, maybe they could kind of peck at that little drain and get some cold water out of there. It'd be very cold, but um, at the very least, they're going to have some very cold, dirty water in that pan that they can splash around in a little bit. And I think that would make a big difference. I think I can set that up. I'm going to, I'm going to try to build one here soon. I've got a long weekend coming. Maybe I'll get one set up. Uh, if I do, I'll, I'll get some pictures of it posted and let you guys know how it worked. Okay. So now we understand heat stress a little bit. We understand what heat stroke is and the signs to look out for to catch it. And we've got some tools that we can use to help our chickens avoid that full on heat stroke and, and survive the heat stress as best and as comfortably as they can. And hopefully have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I know I'm always looking for a new reason to go out there and tinker in the chicken coop or the chicken run. So, you know, maybe it's providing some new shade or building them a little area that's going to stay hopefully as cool as possible and just generally giving them the coolest environment that you can during these hot days. But now we need to talk about if you do have a chicken that goes into full on heat stroke, what can you do? And I think it's very important that, you know, whatever it is that you act pretty quickly Time is not on your side at this point. You know, it's it's going to be very hard to tell just how bad off she might be, he or she might be. Um, so if you do get out to the chicken yard and you see one of your chickens is laying there and, and she's not moving very much and she is extremely hot and you, you can tell something's wrong. Now, I'm going to give some tips here because I, I want to give you something to go with, but I would really recommend that you take a deeper dive on this and really understand some of these things and, you know, maybe you have like a little, uh, a kit ready to go for, you know, your summertime emergency kit so that 
when this eventually happens, um, and I hope it doesn't, but you know, if you do end up having to deal with this, that you're prepared and you, and you can act quickly and take care of that chicken as quickly as possible. And really the, the main thing is you got to get that, that bird cooled down. So I would recommend taking her in the house right off the bat, right? I mean, hopefully the house is substantially cooler than it is outside. You get her in there. I think a cool bath is always going to help. You know, it, that's what I would do for any of the other animals that I could get into a bath. Windle, my donkey, probably not getting in a bath, uh, but he does like a good hose down during the, the summer days. But, you know, a cool bath is going to help. Having her, having her comfortable is going to help. Helping her get hydrated again, replacing some of those electrolytes is, is now very important. You know, I've read that when a chicken does get to that point, they may not actually get themselves to go and drink. You might have to force some water into that animal and, and it's the right thing to do. I'm, I'm treating a, a young chick right now with Rynek and part of giving her her vitamins is, you know, mixing that up into a, a small syringe and holding it in such a way that I can, you know, drip it. She actually takes it really well. She'll kind of peck at the end of the syringe and, and start taking in the vitamins on her own. But but when I started, it was, you know, I kind of had to force it in there. And if that's what you have to do to help get your chicken hydrated, you, you got to do it. And then just be ready for, you know, some TLC. I would I would set up a place inside, you know, plan on having that chicken in there for a day or two, getting her cooled down getting her to the point that she's going to start drinking and eating regularly and uh, and just getting back to herself. And and then, you know, fairly quickly, you're going to be able to get her back out there with the rest of them. And hopefully she's going to be okay. Uh, but the key is just is early detection. Sounds like a weird commercial, but uh, you really, you know, you got to get ahead of this. You've got to be providing that shade, providing the cool water throughout the course of the day you know, getting them some other form of, uh, of a cool treat or, or that place for them to cool off a little bit of water for them or the moisture, really just understanding that, you know, the next few months are, are not going to be like the other months of the year when, when caring for your chickens. Uh, it is going to be some extra attention. It's going to be some extra work, but I mean, it's all fun, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this anyways, because we enjoy every bit of it. Um, I mean, if you ever see me cleaning out a chicken coop and, you know, breathing in all that stuff and everything, it's terrible. I've probably got a huge smile on my face because it's still enjoyable. You know that what you're doing is going to benefit your chickens. You love your chickens. They love us. It's our job to take care of them. So enjoy it. Have some fun with it. You know, you're probably going to come up with some of your own unique ways to to help your chickens survive over these these next couple months. And I'll tell you what, I would like to hear about them. I would love it if you would send me some of the tips that you have. I'd be happy to share those out. I'd be happy to try some of them myself. I'm always, always looking to try something new, learn something new, find a better way to care for my chickens, just like you are. And that's, that's why you're listening. You care about your chickens. We want them to be happy and healthy, and we never want to lose one, especially when we have an opportunity to help them survive through some of these tougher times of the year. So I hope everybody's summer is awesome. I hope that your flocks stay healthy and happy, and I hope that you found some of this useful. Please do let me know. I always enjoy an email from a listener, crazy chicken people at Yahoo. Really appreciate you guys joining me again today. Thank you so much. Talk to you again soon.